heard the call. Did you come to praise him this morning? Is our God worthy? Is he worthy of all the praise? Won't you put your hands together and help us this morning? Come on, right here. Come on. Because you know we serve an awesome God. And we give him praise. Why? Because he's God and God alone. Why? Because of his mighty and good works. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody help me say we We've come to praise him. And lift him higher. He's the Messiah. Come on, come on, everybody. Let's just praise the Lord. Come on. He's worthy. He's worthy. 
a special presentation through video that 
we want to lift right now. Amen? We're lifting this video presentation right now. Amen. Before World Vision came here, there was a lot of malnutrition cases here in this community. They used to drink water from the stream where the kettles were drinking as well. The first thing that World Vision did here is to identify the way they could handle that. The water is uh, throwing from one reservoir to another reservoir which is filtering the water and are flowing down to the, all the households that are in the community. Water flows into a community and it flourishes. Illness from diarrhea stops and the kids are healthy. Kids can go to school because they're no longer collecting water and their parents can afford their school fees. Gardens sprout, providing cash when it's harvested and sold. Cash from the crops is used to buy fertilizer that improves the yield of the crops. And cash from the crops is used to purchase pigs and cattle that can increase wealth. Step by step, poverty leaves and the community is transformed. We have seen poverty being eliminated from this community. We are so grateful for the work that the, the donors, those that are contributing to make the change in this country are doing. We are no longer experiencing the pain that comes from seeing the child dying from preventable cases. Watch Chapel, we showed that video presentation to emphasize the need for Watch Chapel to participate in our upcoming 6K on Saturday, May 20th, Southeast Raleigh High School, 9 o'clock a.m. We take clean water and access to clean water for granted. We got bougie water. There are people across the world who don't have access to clean water. Consequently, multiple health issues are the result. So I'm asking, I'm Keith Sweat. I'm James Brown. I'm whoever you want me to be come out in large numbers to sponsor, 
to participate, to give to this cause as we seek to live up to our name as a missionary Baptist church. I believe in you. I know you're going to rise to the occasion, and we're going to see you out there on Saturday, May 20th, 9 o'clock a.m., Southeast Raleigh High School. For those of us who are across the world and the country, you can serve virtually wherever you are. For those of you who may not walk, come be a cheerleader and support the cause financially. Amen. I want to acknowledge all April babies. All April babies. If you are born in the month of April, please stand. You sitting close to an April baby, give them a fist bump. Give them a holy hug. Amen. Don't, don't hug them. Just give them a fist bump. Amen. We're not hugging yet. Amen. Amen. I want to acknowledge all April brides and grooms. All April brides and grooms. Us just let our family members in. Amen. If you're an April bride and groom sitting next to each other, give each other a hug. Amen. Don't start nothing. My man look lonely. Amen. All right. When you go home, amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. Watch Chapel, we want to acknowledge the presence of all of our guests and visitors. If you are not a member of Watch Chapel but are worshiping with us today in person, please stand so we might acknowledge your presence. Amen. Amen. Stay on your feet. Amen. Stay on your feet. Amen. We're glad that you're worshiping with us today. If you're sitting next to a guest, a visitor here at Watch Chapel, give them a fist bump. Let them know they are welcome here. Amen. Give them a fist bump. Guests and visitors, if you look right in front of you as you make your way seated, amen, there's a, visit, a, greet, a visitor's greeting card with a QR code. We want you to you take out your smartphone tap the QR code so we might be in touch with you in days, weeks, and months ahead. Amen. Today we have baby dedications at the end of our second worship celebration, the end of the 10.30 a.m. worship celebration. We'll dedicate babies. Our deadline for Watch Scholars is tomorrow at 5 p.m., so they might be acknowledged on the third Sunday in the month of May. Mental Health Mondays, Watch Chapel, is taking place every Monday in the month of May. Tomorrow, virtual, virtually, we're discussing caregiver burnout and compassion fatigue. You can join us through the login through the upcoming events webpage. And women of Watch Chapel will gather virtually on this upcoming Tuesday at 7 o'clock p.m. for our monthly women's TNT. We look forward to seeing you on Tuesday and look forward to seeing you, Watch Chapel, this upcoming Wednesday for our second installment of Revival. Amen. Dr. Vernon Walton preached a fit on us last week. Amen. And Pastor Danielle Brown of the Shiloh Baptist Church of Plainfield, New Jersey, will be our preacher 
on this upcoming Wednesday night. She is some preacher, and we look forward to being blessed by the Word of God. We want you to invite family and friends. Invite, invite folk who don't know Jesus. Amen. Invite folk who don't have a church home. Amen. So we're looking forward to a great and grand event on Wednesday night. Watch Dapple, I want to thank you for your faithfulness in giving and in tithing. We have multiple ways to give here at Watch Dapple. You can give through our website. You can give in person through the black standing lock boxes that are in the lobby. You can text to give. You can give through PayPal. You can give through Cash App. For those of you who are long-distance disciples, you can mail your tithes and offering to the church, 3703 Tryon Road, Raleigh, North Carolina, 27606. We are in the midst of a tithing challenge. Persons who are not yet tithers or not yet faithful, cheerful, consistent tithers and givers, asking you to join us on this tithing challenge that kicked off on May 1st. Amen. A 90-day tithing challenge where we're asking you to try and trust Almighty God. God is asking for 10% but gives us so much. We're asking that you join us on this journey and watch God work in your life as you are faithful to God in tithing and giving. As we go to God in prayer, we're praying for Brother William Baldwin, Brother Rufus Ballantyne, Brother Victor Boone, Sister Marcy Brody, Sister Ava Davis, Brother Larry Edwards, Sister Tony Edwards, Sister Diana Estes, Brother... Brother Gerald and Sister Dana Harper and their quadruplets. Sister Leela Keys, Sister Melissa Mack, Sister Candace Mathis, Sister Yemiya McNeil, Brother Ray Reagan, Sister Jessica Robinson, Brother Ken Sanders, Sister Whitney Skeen, Brother Ronald Stevenson, Sister Mary Thomas, Deaconess Wilma Weeks. We're also praying for family of Sister Jessica Hood as her father passed from labor to reward. The funeral will be held on next Saturday in Zebulon, North Carolina. We're praying for one of our members who relocated to Huntsville, Alabama, right before the pandemic, who unexpectedly and tragically passed away this week, Sister Tamika Randolph McDowell in Huntsville, Alabama. We want to pray for her husband and her family. On this Wednesday, during the season of revival, as we give up meats and sweets on Wednesday, I want us to pray for young people who have aged out of the foster care system. many cases, young people who age out have nowhere to go. 
I want us to pray for their wherewithal, resources, direction, and guidance. As many of them are seeking guidance and direction as they have aged out of the foster care system. Call out the names of people, circumstances, situations as we go to God in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this day. We pray now one for another. We pray now for names that we've called out this morning. We pray for persons who are in rehabilitation facilities, persons who are in hospitals, persons who are unable to make it out of their places of residency. We pray for caregivers, pray for parent-child relationships, pray for marriages, pray for persons who are fighting physical, mental, psychological, emotional challenges. Oh, we pray for guidance and direction in every area of our lives, and not just guidance and direction, but the strength to obey your will. Pray now for every church that represents Christ and the cross. We pray, God, for courage on Capitol Hill to do something concerning gun legislation. Pray for Allen, Texas. Pray for Atlanta, Georgia. Pray for other places that have been impacted by violence this week. Pray for the Ukraine and Russia. Lord, we pray for our participation in this missions project on May 20th, Southeast Raleigh High School. Pray that we tangibly, practically identify with our brothers and sisters by providing access to clean water. Use us as the light of the world and salt of the earth. Bless us so we might be blessings. Do your work in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Watch up. I want to call your attention to the sixth chapter of the Old Testament book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 6. I want you to read the entirety of Daniel chapter 6 when you get home. I'm going to lift verses 1 through 12. Then I'm going to jump down to about verse 19, and then we'll read through 24. Then I'll read verse 28. If you're physically able, please stand out of reverence for the reading of God's Word, Daniel chapter 6. Today I'm launching a new preaching series entitled, Let Me Be Great. reading from the New International Version of Scripture. But please, Darius, to appoint 120 satraps to rule throughout the kingdom with three administrators over them, one of whom was Daniel. The satraps were made accountable to them so that the king might not suffer loss. Now, Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. 
At this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of governmental affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. Finally, these men said, we will never find any basis for charges against this man, Daniel, unless it has something to do with the law of his God. So these administrators and satraps went as a group to the king and said, may King Darius live forever. The royal administrators, prefects, satraps, and advisors, and governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or human being during the next 30 days except to you, your majesty, shall be thrown into the lion's den. Now your majesty issued the decree and put it in writing so that it cannot be altered in accordance with the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be repealed. So King Darius put the decree in writing. Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God just as he had done before. Then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help. So they went to the king and spoke to him about his royal decree. Did you not publish a decree that during the next 30 days anyone who prays to any god, a human being except to you, your majesty, would be thrown into the lion's den? The king answered, the decree stands in accordance with the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be repealed. Verse 19. At first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice. Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continuously, been able to rescue from the lions? Daniel answered, may the king live forever. My God sent his angel, and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me, because I was found innocent in his sight. Neither have I done any wrong before you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. When Daniel was lifted from the den, no wound was found on him because he trusted in his God. Verse 29, so Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Amen.
from music ministry. Daniel chapter 6, I want to lift verse 3 and verse 28 again in your hearing. When you get home, I want you to read the entire chapter, Daniel chapter 6, verse 3, of Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satchaps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Verse 28 says, So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. The old King James Version says, Daniel had an excellent spirit. that was within him. I want to preach on this first Sunday in the month of May to launch this preaching series, Let Me Be Great. Lord, anoint your servant. Use me to preach your word. Your word's my mouth. Remove every distraction that might Keep us from hearing wholeheartedly what you are saying to your people. Speak, Lord. Your people are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me be great. Among many things, the Holy Bible is filled with great stories. Anyone and everyone who is an even casual reader of the Bible is acquainted and familiar with some of the great stories of the Holy Bible. Whether it's the story of the Tower of Babel or Jesus feeding the 5,000, most of us are familiar with the great stories of the Bible. Whether it's the story of David defeating Goliath or the story, Dr. Johnson, of Paul's conversion on the Damascus Road. Most of us are acquainted and familiar with the stories of the Bible. Whether it is the story of Noah and the flood or Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. Most of us are familiar with the stories of the Bible. Whether it's the great story of Moses leading Israel out of Egypt Cross the Red Sea, or the greatest story of all, Jesus being resurrected with all power in his hands after three days in a grave. Most of us are familiar with the great stories of the Bible. These great stories are edifying encouraging, and oftentimes exciting. 
those of us who have not just read these stories, but have studied and internalized the truths of these stories, can testify that these stories have fed our faith, stimulated our spirits, and renewed our relationship with our great Redeemer. One of the greatest stories that we find in Scripture is found in the sixth chapter of the Old Testament book of Daniel. Those of us who have spent time in vacation Bible school, Sunday school, and have not fallen asleep during worship, have heard some sermon, some lesson, some teaching from the sixth chapter of the Old Testament book of Daniel. Daniel is a faithful Orthodox Jew living in Babylon. Daniel is not in Babylon on a excursion of pleasure or vacation. But Daniel has been taken to Babylon unceremoniously years ago as a prisoner of war. While Daniel has come as a prisoner of war, Daniel, watch chapel, has experienced the extraordinary supernatural favor of God in the midst of a Babylonian culture. While he started as a prisoner of war, during the journey, God has shown Daniel extraordinary favor by promoting him from a prisoner of war to one of the high-ranking cabinet-level officials in the administration of King Darius. According to this particular text, Daniel is now on the verge of being named prime minister of the entire region of Persia. While Daniel is on the verge of a, another promotion, the text reveals that everybody is not excited about the favor of God in Daniel's life. If you allow me to pause parenthetically, watch chapel, while you are excited and hallelujah happy and peacock proud about what God is doing in your life, the life of your children, the life of your friends, the life of your brothers and sisters in Christ. They are haters and instigators who are not happy about the favor of God in your life. Don't ever believe that everybody wants to see God work or do the miraculous or promote you in life. They are those who are threatened by what God is doing in our lives. I wish I had a witness on this Sunday morning. <clears throat> and while God is promoting Daniel once again, his fellow Babylonian co-workers are uneasy and at dis-ease about what God is doing in his life. They begin to search for ways to discredit, discompobulate, discourage, and dis-Daniel lest 
he becomes more influential and powerful. As Daniel is being considered for this other promotion, they begin to conspire, plot, and scheme against Daniel. Can I make this plain? While God wants Daniel and has given Daniel the capacity and potential to be great, they are those in his midst who do not want Daniel to be great. I wish I could help you on this Sunday morning by telling you that everybody wants you to be great. Everybody wants you to fulfill your potential. Everybody wants you to become all that God wants you to become. Everybody wants the church to be filled to capacity on Sunday morning. Everybody wants you to be all that God wants you to be. But they are people who are used by the enemy who want to steal, kill, and destroy. <clears throat> Preach this. Everybody doesn't want you or I to be great. Everybody doesn't want us or the people around us to be great. Can I preach this? They are people who are bent, bound, and determined to see us become anything other than great. If they are not conspiring, then they are criticizing. If they're not sabotaging, then they are scheming. If they're not hating against you, they are trying to hurt you. If they are not pointing fingers, then they are plotting. If they are not jealous, then they are judgmental. If they are not digging ditches, then they are trying to derail your dreams. If they are not being mean, then they are being manipulative. If they ain't being manipulative, they are misrepresenting your motives. If they ain't looking for one way, they're trying to find another way. If they ain't looking for what's wrong, they are lying about what's right. If they ain't criticizing, then they are condescending. They are people, y'all ain't talking to me, who do not want you or I to be great. But thanks be to Almighty God. Can I preach this? With God on our side, help me, Holy Ghost. You can be all that God wants you to be and fulfill your potential to be great. When I talk about greatness, watch chapel, I'm not talking about merely accomplishment, achievement, and attainment. I'm talking about greatness in every area of your life. You can be a great father. You can be a great mother. You can be a great spouse. You can be a great brother. You can be a great sister. You can be a great follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Never confuse greatness with titles, positions, and achievements and attainments. Some of the greatest folk in the world don't have titles, but they are great in the sight of Almighty God. Can I preach this? Some of the greatest people in the world do not make it to the headline news on CNN, but they are great in the sight of Almighty God. Some of the greatest people in the world don't have two nickels to rub together, but in the sight of Almighty God, they are great. Daniel is determined to be great. And I 
I preach this message, Watch Chapel, to encourage every man and woman to fulfill your capacity and potential to be great. Not average, but great. Not mediocre, but great. Not mundane or routine, but great. Not pedestrian, but great. God has given us the capacity and potential to be great in his sight. And despite those who are working against us, stealing, killing, destroying, conspiring, hating, colluding, discrediting, digging ditches, pointing fingers but not laying a hand, preach this, Pastor. You can be great. How does Daniel become great? Working against him, prisoner of war, yet he is promoted not just one time, but multiple times. And the last verse in the chapter says Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and Cyrus the Persian. How can God let me be great? Can I preach this? Daniel becomes great, watch chapel, because Daniel cultivates his character. This is not a point that will make us shout, but that will challenge us to become great. Character has everything to do with greatness. Greatness has everything to do with character. According to the 6th chapter, verse 3, the text says Daniel had exceptional qualities. And the King James says Daniel had an excellent spirit. Daniel's greatness was not based upon a jurist doctorate from North Carolina Central School of Law. His greatness was not based upon a Ph.D. from the Howard University in Washington, D.C., his greatness was not based upon where he was living or what he had behind his name. His greatness was not based upon what he was driving, who was on his arm, what neighborhood he lived in, or what property he had. But his greatness was based upon the intangible stuff called character. And I don't care what you have in your name. Go and preach, Harry. I don't care how much you have, if you have character, if you don't have character, can I make this plain? You can be a multi-millionaire, have stuff in your name, have hotels named after you, but if you don't have character, y'all ain't talking to me. golf courses all across the world, but if you don't have character, come on, preach this, Harry. Y'all trying to see where I'm going, you can even be a former president. But if you don't have character, y'all ain't talking to me. Can I preach this? I'm talking about character. Folk trust you. Folks speak well of you. You treat the janitor with the same respect as the CEO. 
You treat the big dogs as well as you treat the little dogs. You love everybody regardless of what they look like. You treat folk well regardless of what they do, what they don't do. I'm talking about character. Let me raise the question, can folk trust you with their siblings, with their spouses, and with their children? I ain't talking about trusting you when you're around. I ain't talking about trusting you in public. I'm talking about trusting you in private. When you got access to stuff, access to people, access to confidential material, can folks still trust you? And if we are nothing as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we ought to be men and women of character. Tell me what you accomplished. Tell me what's in your name. Don't tell me where you live. Tell me what you have. Don't tell me what you've achieved. That's good. That's great. That's grand. But are you trustworthy? Do you have integrity? Are you ethical? Are you moral? Do you resist temptation? I'm not just talking about the big stuff. I'm talking about the little stuff. Are you a gossip? Do you give grace? Do you give folk the benefit of the doubt? Are you judgmental about their sins versus your sins? Do you pray for folk or do you bump your gums about their sins? Do you pay back the $20 that folk loaned you 20 years ago or do you act like you're entitled to it? Daniel! is great because he cultivates his character. And if we are nothing, we ought to be men and women of character. Love God with all your mind, heart, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Do justice, love mercy, walk humbly with God. Y'all ain't talking to me. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not covet. Fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, patience. Daniel has cultivated his character. Consequently, Daniel is great. Because he's cultivated his character, I could preach it today, but I'm going to go another way. His promotion, watch chapel, wasn't just based on his skill, but based on his character. Times we wonder why we have not yet been promoted. We got to check our character. Folk pay attention to what we say. Folk pay attention to five-finger discounts. Folk pay attention to how we manage time, mismanage time. Folk, pay attention. 
if you want to be promoted, want God work on your character. Let me be great. Cultivate my character, not just cultivate my character. Daniel is great, watch chapel, because he has the courage not to compromise. The haters in this particular text pass a law unbeknownst to King Darius who is favorable to Daniel to outlaw prayer for 38 days and 38 nights. They can't find anything in Daniel's life that is notorious, infamous, or skullduggerous, but they have to find something concerning his spirituality and walk with God to use against him. And according to the text, they know Daniel is a man and person of prayer. Every day, talk to me, watch chapel, three times a day he opens his windows west towards Jerusalem, bows on his knees and talks to God and allows God to talk to him. They can't find anything except his relationship with God to use against him. And according to the text, when the decree is passed throughout the entirety of Babylon, Daniel has the courage not to compromise. Verse 10, the text says, Daniel makes his way home, opens the window, gets down on his knees, and calls on the name of Almighty God. He calls on God in the morning. He calls on God midday, and he calls on God before he sleeps. He doesn't do it in private, in a private prayer closet, but he does it publicly because he has the courage not to compromise. Can I preach this? Daniel is great, watch chapel, because he has the courage not to compromise in the midst of unpopularity. It's easy to be courageous in private. It's easy to be courageous when everybody's saying amen. It's easy to stand up when you got a thousand and one people behind you. But do you have the courage to stand for God? Y'all ain't talking to me when everybody ain't saying amen. When everybody is not in your corner, when everybody is not saying yes, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Do we have the courage not to compromise? Or do we just go along to get along? wind is blowing this way, I'm going this way. The wind is blowing that way, I'm going that way. But do we have the courage? Ain't nobody talking to me. Not to compromise. And Daniel Watch Chapel is great because he does not compromise, but instead demonstrates 
the capacity to be courageous. How courageous are you and I at our places of employment? How courageous are you and I when folk call other folk names? How courageous are you and I in the midst of wrong and injustice? How courageous are you and I in the midst of wrongdoing? How courageous are you and I? Or do we just go along to get along? Daniel is great. Says, let me be great. Because he has the courage not to compromise. Let me hasten. But before I hasten, anybody who has become great in your eyes and in the eyes of Scripture has had the capacity to be courageous instead of compromising. You look through the roles of history. We celebrate King Day right now. Towards the end of his life, Martin King was the most hated man in America. Didn't have a problem with him talking about justice. Didn't have a problem with him talking about letting black boys and white boys sitting next together. But America had a problem with him when he talked about Vietnam, talked about economic opportunity, talked about equal distribution of wealth. But King did not be quiet, but still sounded the trumpet. Can I keep on preaching? Anybody who has greatness has become great because of their courage. 98 years old right now, living in a hospice facility in Georgia. Will go down in history as one of the greatest presidents in these United States, Jimmy Carter. Tell me about Ronald Reagan, lift Jimmy Carter. Y'all ain't talking to me. Because of his courage, folk didn't like him. Outlawed drinking in the White House. Because of his commitment to be courageous in the midst of compromise. Let me be great. Because I have the courage not to compromise. Let me be great. Because I'm going to cultivate my character. Let me be great. Because I have confidence in the midst of a crisis. Daniel is in the habit of calling on the name of God. He just doesn't call on God's name in a crisis, but God knows him because the text says, as was his custom. Come on, talk to me. Now that Daniel has his back up against the wall, Daniel does what he always does. He goes to God in prayer. And if you look at verse 10 and 11, the text says, as was his custom, he called on God three times a day and asked God for help. Daniel is in a crisis. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego ain't there. Daniel is all by himself. 
But look at what God does. Darius was so favorable towards Daniel that in the midst of throwing Daniel in the lion's den, Darius, the king of Babylon, turns down his plate, fast and pray while Daniel is thrown into the lion's den. Y'all ain't talking to me. Daniel is in a crisis, but he calls on the name of God. And I don't know who you are on this Sunday morning. If you really want to be great in the sight of Almighty God, none of us become great without calling on the name of God. Help me preach this. I was gone last Sunday, but I'm back this Sunday. You ain't great in your own power. We are great because God makes us great. You ain't great because of where you live or what you drive. You're great because of God. You ain't great because of what you wear or what you have. You are great because of God. Does anybody have a testimony? You are great. And you're seeing God do great things because you call on a great God. Daniel's been thrown in a lion's den, but Daniel knows God is a way maker. God is a prayer answerer. God is a deliverer. And in my sanctified imagination, when the lions are gathering around, Daniel prays and said, God, here I am again. You've delivered David, but I want you to deliver me. You've delivered Abraham, and now deliver me. You delivered Shadrach, Meshach, and a bad Negro, now deliver me. You delivered before, now do it again. And somebody needs to call on God and say, God, you did it before. Now do it again. You ought to have enough confidence in God not to bite your nails, not to cry, not to shrink back, but to call on God. And somebody knows when you call on God, God will, God can, and God does. That's my clothes right now. I said God can, God will, and God does. I said God can, God will, and God does. Let me run it by you again. God can, God will, and God does. Can I make it plain? God can heal. He will heal and does heal. God can deliver, will deliver, and does deliver. God can, God will, and God does. Yes, he will. Stand to your feet if you're able. Let me help somebody. None of us become great without God. None of us become authentically, genuinely great without God. Don't be led by the media. Don't be led by reality TV. Can I make this plain to somebody? 
Just cause folk get attention, that don't make them great. Attention don't mean greatness. Folk will make you a monkey. That ain't greatness. Authentic influence, trustworthiness, integrity. That's real greatness. Attention ain't nothing but a drug. It's a drug. You post a selfie of yourself every day. I mean, I'm gonna give you, you grown, you 50, you 60 years old. You ain't 15. We know you pretty. We know you handsome. You don't have to prove nothing to anybody. Don't confuse attention with greatness. God makes us great. God. My sister, my brother, you're here today I'm inviting somebody to experience real greatness that comes from a relationship with Almighty God. If you're not saved, if you don't have a church home, I'm inviting you to come right now. I'm inviting you to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, as your Lord. If you're saved but don't have a church home, I'm inviting you to unite with Watch Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. I want you to stay, amen. Here's a sister coming right now, amen. Sister Cherie is right here. Be one of your first friends here. Amen. There may be somebody else, my sister, my brother. You need a church home. You need to accept Jesus as your Savior, as your Lord. God can make you great. God can make you great. Is there one this morning, my sister, my brother, maybe a family, this young lady has come right now, maybe somebody else, you're here, you want to accept Jesus as your Savior, as your Lord. This word was for you. I want you to come to the altar. God challenged your values. God is challenging some stuff in your life about what real greatness means. I don't have a degree. Honey, that don't mean nothing. Some of the greatest people I know don't have degrees. I don't live in this, no, uh-uh. 
We allow American capitalism to mess us up. We are citizens of the kingdom. Kingdom values are not the values of this world. We live in the world, but we ain't of the world. Yes, accomplish, achieve, be your best self. Fly as high as you can fly, but do it with integrity. Some stuff you just ain't gonna do because you got integrity. Some stuff you ain't gonna wear because you got integrity. Some stuff you just, nah, I'm good. Can't be great without integrity. People in my generation remember Stacy Lattisaw. Come on, I done went old school. Stacy Lattisaw from the DMV. Take, take a step forward. Everybody take a step forward. She didn't go as far as she could have in her career because there was some stuff she said, no, I ain't going to do that. I'm going to wear clothes. I ain't going to sing about that. I'm not going to do that. She can look at herself in the mirror, say, I lived with integrity. Lord, I come in Jesus' name praying for every man and woman in this sanctuary, those virtually, that we might seek greatness in your eyes, not greatness of the world, but greatness that comes from Almighty God. Teach us contentment. Give us contentment that we are living with integrity. We ain't dipping and dodging, sneaking and scheming, looking over our shoulders, but that we have the courage not to compromise our convictions and that we have total confidence in you. Teach us to pursue real greatness. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Watch Chapel. I want to introduce you to Sister Nicole Vinson, who comes on her Christian experience. We introduced Sister Nicole today. Sister Nicole, we're glad that you have come back to watch Chapel. Amen. And we want you to take our new disciples orientation class that you are familiar with. And you'll receive the right hand of fellowship when that Sunday comes. On the count of three, one, two, three. Amen. Amen. Watch Chapel. We're coming right now to celebrate the Lord's Supper. As we celebrate the Lord's Supper, our deacons are coming forward. We want to do so reverently. We 
want to do so obediently. We partake of this holy meal. Bible says, let a man, let a woman examine himself or herself as we partake of the blood in, in an unworthy manner. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to partake of this holy meal. As we do so, we do so reverently. We do so obediently. Forgive us of every sin that we've committed against you by thought, word, and deed. Creating us clean hearts, renewing us right spirits. Teach us to live with integrity. May it be said about us, he has an excellent spirit. She has an excellent spirit. We partake of this holy meal as an act of gratitude. In Jesus' name, amen.